Wait a minute. I'm not finished. I'm not finished, fake news. The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead. Coming to you from Cairo Silver Studio. Welcome. Welcome to our top stories this hour. And by the way, it's very exciting. We're just six hours away now. From uh, what's the name of this extravaganza tonight, Nicole? Do you know? Uh, Aaron probably knows. Oh, uh, Aaron, what's the name of this extravaganza tonight? Hold on, I just got the email from Felix. <laughs> uh, so far, I see holiday show rundown. I think it's just the holiday show. Holiday show rundown. There's no play; it's a show instead. Hmm. No, you see, I it had been t- I'd been told that it was a Christmas show and. You you've shared with us your Jewish upbringing. Is this so? That's why it's a holiday show. Is, are you the reason? Oh, you're putting show? this on me. <laughs> <laughs> are you the one who committed the war on Christmas, Aaron? That is me. You're right. <laughs> I, I suggested some uh, dreidel dreidel, you know, music, but he yeah. he, said he shot me down. What what are you doing in the production this evening? Uh that's a good question. I haven't read the script yet. Um, I think I'm reading <laughs> what? some. Uh, I don't know, some letter that a news director wrote way back in the day telling children, which this is true, mm-hmm. that Santa Claus is real. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a very famous letter. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yes. yes Virginia is the name of it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Right. Which okay. is true. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, gosh, this will be fun. Yeah. And then, and then I heard... That in uh, another one of the scenes, uh, and I don't know who the third is, but I heard that you and I are going to be two of the three wise men. Are we? I, maybe. <laughs> Again, I haven't haven't gone through the script yet. Okay. We'll be ready by 8 o'clock tonight, though. Okay. And, yeah. and what did you say the name is? Uh, holiday. You know, it's called a Christmas show, Dory, with, <laughs> with the token Jew. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. okay. Well, good. Yeah. This, this will be fun. So at 8 o'clock tonight, our uh, holiday-slash-Christmas live spectacular on Cairo Radio. And, uh, I see, and uh, Nicole, you know I don't usually do things like this. I, I I don't know why, but I just usually don't. Well, you used to. Something that you've kind of gotten away from. Well, what do you mean? What does that mean? I don't know. It's kinda, okay. It seems like you lost your... Uh... I don't know. I Your passion for performing in that way. Well, but I perform for three hours every day, yeah, five days see, a week. Maybe, well, I mean, yeah, how but. much more do I have to give? You can't squeeze blood from a stone, Nicole. That's right. I, I don't blame you. Okay. But uh, Felix asked me if I would tell uh, a, a little story. So I'm going to tell a story, a childhood story. Yeah, I heard. What's that, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I heard it was about a goose. Hey, hey, don't give it away. Is that not allowed? Don't give it away. Okay. Well, it was just a little tease. I wasn't giving it away. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you know it'll, it'll, okay. it'll, be, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I can't, yeah. So anyway, tonight, our, uh, our Cairo holiday Christmas. Oh, wait. It's no, that's not what it's called. Okay, uh, yeah, it's just called The Holiday Show. So it's at 8 o'clock tonight, live. Uh, Dave Ross, Colleen O'Brien, Nicole Jennings. Uh, are, are you doing anything, Nicole? Nope. No, why? Why not? Nobody asked. 
What do you mean nobody asked? Nobody asked me. Well, you're always invited. <laughs> okay. I don't know. All right. So uh, be listening tonight at 8 o'clock. Man, I tell you what. If this conversation with Aaron and Nicole, if this hasn't whetted your appetite for this show, I don't know what could. So 8 o'clock tonight, that'll be live here on, on Cairo. I'm, I'm stretching my dramatic I chops. I think it's called the Great Big Cairo Holiday Special. Really? Yep, the Great Big Cairo Holiday Special. There you go. No, no, wait a second. For 28 years almost, I've called this the big show. Not great, though. But it still seems a little derivative. It seems a little bit like a rip. By the way, have you noticed, and, and I'm serious about this, have you noticed how Fox News is ripping us off? I talked to you about this a, a few weeks ago off the air, I think. Mm-hmm. So when they go to break, they almost always say, uh, you know, they do their tease, and then they say, so that's coming up as we roll on. Well, that's been my toss to break for for 20 years now. Uh, we do the fastest 15 every day. On their show, The Five, they do something called The Fastest Five, which is clearly ripped off from us. Uh, and there, there are just few other things that have make me believe that they are listening to our show uh, because of our unprecedented success, and they're starting to uh, rip us off well, on I the think, network there. I think we proved that when they they took Tom Nelson. Well, exactly. That's, yes. That's how they, maybe that was it. Tom Nelson was a ripoff when he went on to talk about, uh, about shooting bears. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, it's... Uh, and I just, I just would like some credit. I don't want any money. I don't need any dough. Mm-hmm. I just would like some credit. If they're going to rip us off, uh, they should you know, at least acknowledge it. I'd like some money. dough. What's that? I'd like some dough. Oh yeah, yeah. Give Nicole a little dough, Ray <laughs> May, and, and give me just a little love. That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. Okay, let's see. Oh, I've got to get to... Anyway, so the Christmas show is at 8 o'clock tonight. I wanted to, uh, before I get rolling here... <laughs> yeah, this is rolling. Uh, I, I saw this, and this was... This made me smile. Because longevity in this business is almost impossible to attain. I'm very blessed that I've been doing this show for 28 years. And um, and I saw a little thing that on uh, King 5 that yesterday was the 35th anniversary of the first weather forecast by their meteorologist, Rich Marriott. Long before Rich Marriott began his career at King 5, he was forecasting the weather and avalanche danger in the mountains as a Forest Service meteorologist. Rich and his friend Mark Moore co-founded the Northwest Avalanche Center in the 1970s. And during the summers, Rich worked for the University of Washington and ran this research facility on Blue so Glacier. did a very but- nice tribute to Rich Marriott because my first daily radio gig was in that building at King 1090 Radio with Pat Cashman, and Rich was doing the morning weather then. 35 years ago. So, you know, we're 1990. What? Oh, shoot. That was like 97. 97, 98. Uh, I, was there till, I was there till about 2004. But Rich would come up 
to the fifth floor, where ra- fourth floor, where radio was, and he'd pop in the studio and do you know some banter with us. And he's a very, very nice man. And just the thought that this preceded me doing this show, which I feel like I've been doing forever, and uh, Rich was was there doing it. It's almost unheard of in this business. So I just wanted to say congratulations. I'm sorry I haven't stayed in uh, better touch with him because he's a very, very nice man. But anybody who can hang in there through all the turmoil of this industry, TV, radio, anything in broadcast, anybody who can hang in there for 35 years is uh, just remarkable. So happy anniversary to Rich Marriott. That's very cool to see. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to... Get your take on. You can text. We've been getting. Oh, the text line has just been on fire. By the way, you text us at triple eight ninety seven three Cairo triple eight ninety seven three five four seven six on Monday Night Football last night. There is a, a broadcaster for ESPN, Robert Griffin the Third, and he was talking about uh, a a player, and he obviously mistakenly said a uh, a very used a very racist slur and robert griffin the third is uh is a black man and did you bleep part of this slur nicole yes i did okay yeah i I just i don't want to play the un unedited part on the air because it just brings you nothing but trouble but it, it was not unbleeped on the air last night. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate from the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those was wrong. Okay. He said a word. And then he later said that he meant to say uh, bugaboos. And, and really, neither word would make sense. The racial slur wouldn't make sense in that context. And the word bugaboo would not make sense in that context. I don't know what he meant to say. The only reason I bring it it was a mistake. And the man should just purely be forgiven. For, because there are some people who are outraged because he used a word that is you know, clearly a racist slur. The only reason it's worth bringing up is when he does college football games, his broadcast partner is a guy named Mark Jones. And Mark Jones is the most racist human being in broadcasting. Uh, Mark Jones, in 2020, he would, on Twitter, say that he did not, they would usually get a police escort to guide the ESPN crews to the stadiums because uh, it's just something that's provided. But Mark Jones said he didn't want police officers providing him with personal security anymore because he was afraid that they would shoot him on the way to the stadium, which is just an outrageously horrible anti-cop thing to say. But that's not the only one. Mark Jones is just a far, far lefty. And uh, a year ago, or two years ago, a linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Bosa, he suffered a torn ACL. Nick Bosa was a Trump supporter. And Mark Jones cheered in, on social media when Nick Bosa suffered an ACL injury because Nick Bosa was a conservative guy. And Mark Jones thought that it would be funny to, uh, to, to celebrate his ACL injury. So he, he would like the tweets 
that pointed out that Nick Bosa was conservative. When um, a UFC fighter who was a known conservative, Colby Covington, he suffered a broken jaw in a fight. And the same thing. Uh, any tweet that anybody said, sent out that said the Colby Covington was conservative, Mark Jones would celebrate that. Uh, and he, he sent out a picture of the guy taking a punch to the jaw and said, blessed, go Lee. I guess is the guy who punched him. But who in sports broadcasting celebrates injuries? Well, the only person who does is a horrible racist. And then the most disgusting of all, when uh, Rush Limbaugh died, Nick Bosa celebrated Rush Limbaugh's death online. So there's a guy who said cops are going to shoot him because he's black, who celebrates injuries to conservatives, who celebrates the death of a conservative. Now, I will tell you that if a conservative broadcaster did one-tenth of those things, celebrated injuries to liberal players, celebrated the death of a liberal icon in broadcasting, they'd be fired, boom, like that. I would be fired if I would do any of those things, but I never would because I don't celebrate injuries and death. I don't hate people that I disagree with ideologically the way that Mark Jones does. But I'm just curious if he's going to have anything to say about his broadcast partner, Robert Griffin III, using a you know, outrageous racial slur on Monday Night Football last night. Or does he only care about that sort of thing if it's conservatives who are involved? But it's, it's quite a bit of hypocrisy. And ESPN has become just, it's, it's interesting. I used to watch a lot of ESPN. I like live ball games now, but that's it. I like some of the documentaries, the 30 for 30s, too. But I can't watch it on that because it's become woke SBN. And it's just unwatchable as a network. But celebrating injuries and death, that's what one of their most, most famed play-by-play guys does now. All right. Uh, and I want to get your take on this. I'd like to, Nicole, hear your take on this, too. Candace Owens, a couple of days ago, she said something about um, women getting so many of the same eyebrow shapings and Botox and and everything else. And this just will not go away because it has just gone on fire on social media. But Candace Owens said that women are all starting to look alike because of all the Botox and eyebrow lifts and eyebrow shifting and shift uh, shapings, whatever it's called. We're constantly looking at all of these digital toxins. We scroll through our phones on social media, and then we suddenly start emulating the behavior that we see. You know, case in point, wear a mask, save lives. Now people are suddenly yeah. masking their children and won't go outside. Where an element of that is that you go on social media and everybody's starting to look the same. It's like Avatar. It's, it's very bizarre. And I'm not against <laughs> people that want to get Botox and nip and tuck. I don't personally do it, but I was curious if men found this new face that everyone has decided upon to be attractive and boy was i met with so much heat from women i have a close friend of mine who gets botox she said candace you're launching a war on us white women how dare you this is what we have to do do you think nicole first of all nicole would you you're you're still very young but would you get uh, all that stuff or do you already 
Um, I do not get Botox yet, but I'm not opposed to it. Right. Uh, I have a lot of friends that do. Um, I don't. I do think people start to look similar, but it's more trendy because, you know, back in 20 years ago, it was cool to get your eyebrows waxed and have really thin eyebrows. Now it's really cool to have thicker eyebrows. Now, you know, I think there are trends, but there's always been trends. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. She also said that men don't need to do that because men get better looking as they age and women do not without cosmetic help. And I don't know about this in general. I know that I am living proof that you don't get better looking <laughs> um, with age. I, I, bel- I think it's, I don't know if they get better looking, but it's a different kind of good looking. Yes, I do. Be- I believe she's right about that. Men yeah. are able to age more what socially acceptable. To me? Cry it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I mean, the, I, women have more pressure to look a certain way that defies age, right? And men, not so much. You can you look distinguished when you're old as a man or, or whatever it is. So there is a different standard there, yes. All I know is when I was a kid, my mom and her friends, like the women at our church when I was growing up, in their 50s and 60s, they looked like old women to me when I was a kid. My mm-hmm. wife and her friends today... Mm-hmm. They all look stunning to me. They're beautiful. Oh, a lot of that is hair dye, I think. I'm not saying for your wife and her friends, but I think that part of the difference I see in women, you know, 40 years ago as opposed to or compared to women at that age now, I would say hair dye is huge because that just, I mean, you instantly look younger if you don't have gray hair, right? Or gray I hair say- ages you. Um, now, some people look amazing in gray hair. I'm not saying saying that that makes you look bad. It just gives away your age, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, whatever makes somebody happy, they should do. I assume, did your mom dye her hair? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know a lot of people that so. continent. But I think so. I think she did. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely think we have a lot of secrets now to staying younger, as in, you know, putting sunscreen on before you go. That's a good thing. Things like that. We found secrets. Come on. All right. That, wait, I didn't even do a big lead. All right. With all that (laughs) as mere prelude, I did not do a big lead. But we will continue because we have a lot of other news to get to here. We'll check the news for you, and then we will continue as the Dory Monson Show as they rip off on Fox News rolls on. Oh, so much news to get through and dissect with and for you. I have a question for all the parents who are listening. Do you think that you are an expert on raising a kid? Because uh, I I just got this audio. There's a middle school teacher who is mocking parents. As you know, a lot of people are going into education so that they can groom children, so they can uh, try to convince kids to switch gender because the pharmaceutical industry can make $2 million off of every single child who is convinced that they need to switch gender. And uh, it, it truly is 
it, it might be right and appropriate for some adults who want to make that choice in their life. And it's none of my business. It's none of anybody else's business if adults choose to do that. But when our children are being used by the pharmaceutical industry purely for profit and by places like Seattle Children's Hospital, purely for profit, when they are given Lupron, when they're, they're given the most powerful drug that can be given to horrible sex offenders to chemically castrate them, and now it's being done so that they can delay puberty. But a lot of people are going into education purely so that they can become groomers. And here's a great example. So this teacher, there's a middle school teacher who mocks any parents who say, can we keep this out of the classroom? Can we just teach the kids math and English and all the basics, the foundational basics of education so our kids can compete when they get out of school? But uh, this teacher says that you, as a parent, you don't know what you're talking about because she, the teacher, is the expert, and you, the parent, are not. I have a thought. Now, I know the trolls are going to be like, uh-oh, she should have stopped there, but I'm not going to do that. So there's a lot of controversy about um, whether or not sex education, health education, relationships, gender, all that stuff should be taught in the classroom. Here's what I think. You, you as in parents, send their kids to school to learn math, reading, writing, history, science from a professional, right? But in the same token, a lot of people who do that also think that they're experts in sexuality education because they've had kids. With all due respect, just because you've had kids does not mean that you are a sexuality education expert. It does not mean you are an expert in sex. It does not mean you are an expert in the body. It does not mean you are an expert in gender. It does not mean you are an expert in relationships. So the same way that we're sending our kids to school to learn these skills, these life skills like math and quadratic equations and calculus and whatever else from a professional, we also need to be ensuring that our students are learning information about their health about identity, about very complex issues from a professional. I mean, like, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. No. Um, if you use phrases like, and in the same token, maybe you should have learned English before you became a teacher. But you became a teacher, obviously, to be a groomer. And that's what we're seeing all the time. Hey, uh, an update uh, from the Cambridge Dictionary. The 2023 edition of the Cambridge Dictionary just came out, and they have a new definition of woman. A woman is, according to the dictionary, a woman is an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. And then they have two examples. She was the first trans woman elected to a national office. Or, Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. So that's the new definition of woman. Also, you know, it's interesting. They also dropped the word she. Did you notice that? An adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Not she. 
they. So they're using the plural word that is so political. It's all the rage to say they for an individual. Uh, it would be more correct to use a singular word like it. But I'm told, no, 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 it, it, it takes away the humanity. That's why we have to say they. It dehumanizes the person. But if a person identifies as non-binary, haven't they kind of dehumanized themselves with that description? But now we have to use a plural pronoun, they, because we can't use she for women, according to the Cambridge Dictionary. Oh, along the same lines. I got all kinds of good stuff for you here. Uh, the White House, I don't know if this event's already happened, but they invited a uh, drag queen to the Respect for Marriage signing ceremony today. Marty Gould Cummings who once tweeted, quote, anyone who thinks drag isn't for children is wrong. Uh, this person has been invited to the Respect for Marriage Act, even though drag queens have absolutely nothing to do with gay marriage. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. But the drag queen, uh, let's see, do we know anything else about this drag queen who's been invited to the White House? Oh, yeah. Uh, he has wiped out or made private all of his uh, Twitter account, but some people found previous tweets of his, including in March of this year, when, and I don't know what event he was referencing, but from Manhattan, New York, uh, this person tweeted, the kids are out to sing and suck D. That's the, that's the drag queen has been invited to the White House today. For the White House Respect for Marriage Act, or the Respect for Marriage Act, who wrote on Twitter about children performing sex acts. What does that have to do with respect for marriage? I really don't understand. There's a lot of stuff I don't get. All right. We, <laughs> it's just, it's amazing the fire hose of nonsense that we get to sift through every single day here. Okay, uh, coming up in just a moment, we will count down our favorite sound bites of the day. Awesome audio next here on the Dory Monson Show. And down the stretch we come the day of the show, the show of the day. All right, and this is the time when we like to count down our favorite sound bites of the day. This is Dory Monson's Awesome Audio Clips of the Day. Ooh, this is as fresh as today's headlines. Uh, at the White House, they had the signing ceremony for the Defense of Marriage Act, and Joe Biden does what Joe Biden does. He just told the lies. In his concurring opinion, Justice Thomas went either, even further, and he wrote the following quote. We should reconsider all the court's substantive due process presidents, including Griswold, Lawrence, Obergefell. That means he thinks we should reconsider whether you got the right to access to, concept, to, to contraception. And yes, we should reconsider whether you have the right to marry who you love. And that's not only the challenge ahead. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still 
Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> also doesn't exist, but but that doesn't matter. And say the Clarence Thomas, who is in an interracial marriage, would be for an interracial marriage ban is insane. But a lot of stuff is insane these days. Criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. We have to protect these children so they know they're loved and we will stand up for them and say they can seek for themselves. Folks, racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, they're all connected. I'm just asking you, did the first part of that soundbite, did Joe Biden say that we have to stand up for children by giving doctors the ability to kill those children. I, that's, that's what I heard there. Criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. We have to protect these children. Oh, so no. He's talking about doctors who mutilate children. Sorry. I misunderstood. Okay. Uh, and then, as we've been telling you, Mike Leach, one of the most colorful personalities in not just sports, but uh, in in our society. Uh, former Cougar football coach now at Mississippi State. He died of a massive heart attack at age 61. And man, he had a wealth of wonderful sound bites that he left behind. Uh, when he came on my show, he said that he can become passionate about anything. You seem to be very passionate in talking about that issue. I can be coaxed into being passionate about nearly any issue, you know. Um, the way I look at it, there's 24 hours in the day, and you might as well spend them with me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he, he did give, right before my daughter got married, gave me this advice. You need to give that kid some cash, and you need to say, now, here's what you're going to do. You're <laughs> going to take my daughter, and you're going to go on a road trip. <laughs> and, um, and you know, and, and say, well, um, we're going to go to... Uh, uh, you know, we're going to go over to Tri Cities, okay, <laughs> uh, for some run some errand or something, uh -huh. okay, right? And then as she, oh, actually, it depends the type of wedding they want, oh, okay. But I, I think you got to dress this one up a little bit. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking like uh, Coeur d'Alene or somewhere in the Redwoods. And so you need to tell that kid to load your daughter in the car mm -hmm. and say, well, he's got to go. Uh, wants to introduce her to an uncle and say uh, Tri-Cities or Portland, or <laughs> depending whether they're going to the Redwoods or Coeur d'Alene, but for our purposes, we'll use Coeur d'Alene. Okay, yeah. And as he, get, as he gets to the Tri-Cities, right. he needs to keep driving. And then she'll ask questions, aren't we going to stop in the Tri-Cities? And then he needs to just change the subject and talk about anything but. And then... Um, he needs to keep driving and keep driving uh -huh. and have it pre-arranged to get married on the spot as soon as he gets to Coeur d'Alene. Give him some spending money um, yeah. to have a lovely honeymoon, uh, uh, a lovely dinner. Yep. And when everybody asks, you know, where did they go? Well, you, of course, have no idea. No. And, no. Um, and you had nothing to do with it. And then, uh, and you need to take this to your grave. Yeah. And, um, but get those kids married as quickly as you possibly can and get yourself out of harm's way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you'll be doing that young man 
the favor of his life. And despite the fact your daughter will never realize this, it'll be a favor to her as well. I will miss Mike Leach very much. All right, I got to get out of here. The John Curley and Sherry Elliker show is coming up next. God bless you in these crazy times. I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'll see you on that Christmas special live tonight at 8 o'clock. And I'll see you tomorrow at high noon. Hello. Yeah, that's the strangest part of the story so far. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.